Chrome is finally becoming less of a memory card on Windows 10. Apple will include. <coughs> Sorry. Okay. Chrome is going to become less of a memory hog in Windows 10. Apple's first ARM Macs may include a 13-inch MacBook Pro and 24-inch iMac, and Amazon is ending support for the Dash 1 barcode scanner. This is the Dynamic Digital World. Let's get started. Okay, so let's start with today's main story and we're just going to go through all three. So, first thing is that Chrome is going to be less of a memory hog on Windows 10. If you've used Chrome before, I imagine you you have. I am using it literally right now to record this podcast. Um, you will know Google is always trying to reduce Chrome's appetite for memory. And if you're a Windows 10 user, There'll still be a substantial. There will soon be a substantial improvement. A Google engineer recently revealed a Chrome release will use a Microsoft Edge technique to lower RAM using Segment Heap. Now this will save time, save hundreds of megabytes, and many core systems are likely to see a large benefit. We should see this feature soon enough. Google can build Chrome using the right Windows 10 dev kit. It won't. <coughs> Sorry, uh, it won't necessarily lead to massive improvements in performance, but if you had limited memory or keep browsers have so like lots of browsers have open, it should help. Our second story today is Apple, and we have already covered half of this topic. However, this is <coughs> and Vida go be a lot closer than we thought. So, in full, at WWDC 2020, so tomorrow at 6pm UK time, Monday 22nd, we should be seeing Apple announce that they should be using, that they'll be using ARM-based chips in their Mac, in their MacBook Pro and iMac lineups, as well as anything else related. So they will be swapping to a completely self-built processor. As far as we're no aware anyway, these are built in-house. So they're claiming that these are possibly going to show off as soon as this fall. So in terms of developer time, I hope developers are ready or have already been told this before WDC, but I don't think they will have been told. So yeah, in terms of <coughs> you know when these come out. I wouldn't expect to be seeing your Adobe Suite on there quite yet. I think that could still be a bit of a way off, maybe next year, if Adobe do choose to support it at all. Now, uh, Ming-Chi Kuo, he has a very good track record of of supply chain-based predictions, claims that the first ARM-based Mac will be a new version of the 13-inch iMac Pro and a 24-inch version of a previously rumoured iMac redesign. Now, there's a very big kind of up-in-the-air idea about an iMac complete redesign. iMacs have looked largely the same for as long as I can remember, so it's definitely needed. 
and they're saying that although Bloomberg was Bloomberg was predicting a 2021 time frame, Vitamax could show up in the fall. There's also a rumor that V could be 50% to 100% faster than their Intel than their Intel-based counterparts. However, this does not account for some irregularities that Apple actually conducts when doing their cooling. So <clears throat> I don't know if they're gonna change. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm really not sure what's up with my voice today. Um, I'm not sure if they're gonna change the way that cooling is done. That could be very that could be very possible. But if this does happen and they change up the cooling, then that's going to have to be taken into account. You see, the way Apple called their uh, MacBooks is notoriously stupid. And I actually, sorry to say, that was a bit hard. It's a bit, little bit ridiculous. And I actually saw a video on this just this evening from Linus Texas, again, amazing YouTuber. Uh, and he actually did videos about fixing the MacBooks. You know, fixing the MacBook cooling. I think F- fixing Apple's engineering in an hour, something like that. What the title? And um, basically, what he did was he took a MacBook, and when he took off the heatsink, because all Apple have on there on the processor is a heatsink, no fan. The fan's off on the right hand side not really doing anything as far as anyone can tell it's exhausting without pulling any heat it's exhausting heat without pulling the heat so when so but when he took off the heat sink it doesn't make any contact whatsoever like there was no contact being made between the heat sink and the processor it was raised off of it Again, it's a bit of a, you know, it's just that it does affect performance, whether Apple realizes it or not. Now, they do also say that this could be a 12-core processor, and it will be the first ARM machine to do so. But you know, we will have to take into account this faster stuff in the way that they're doing the cooling. If they drastically change. The way that the cooling is, cooling on the processor is handled, that will also have a stake in whether it's faster or not. Now, the analyst also believes there'll be a new MacBook in the middle of 2021 and that will be a fresh design. However, there's no news on whether that will be the 12 inch ARM based MacBook. Now, there's no guarantee things will pan out as described, even if it's completely accurate. Due to COVID-19 and development hitches, it could delay the release despite Apple's best intentions. However, if they were to debut with smaller iMacs and MacBook Pros, it wouldn't be surprising, as ARM is... There we go, got my notes back. (laughs) So, where are we? Oh my god, okay, there we go. ARM tends to fare best in mobile devices and low power hardware, so may not be as and there aren't as many expectations around legacy port as there are for higher end systems. So you can't really expect unless they're running an x86 ARM chip, 
which could be very possible because if it's x86 64 and it has to keep the process it depends on what Apple's kind of R technology they use if they it depends on how they build the processor and what kind of instruction sets it has but if it's net this could give Apple more time to refine the technology for premium Macs and tweak designs based on real-world feedback. Okay, so this is good to hear. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the new Macs tomorrow. <sighs> what is up with me today? Uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing these Macs tomorrow. It's going to be a good thing to see. And I am definitely going to be watching DC. I might not be able to watch all of it though actually, I just realised, due to the timing of it here in the UK. It's at about 6 o'clock in the evening in the UK, so I probably won't be able to watch the whole thing straight through, so I'll probably have to rewind it or something from where I get up to, but anyway, I definitely am glad to see that it's going to be, you know, the new Max, if it is true, then they'll be faster. However, I don't know what it's going to be like in terms of application support, because obviously we've seen on Windows, that they have 32-bit and I'm pretty sure they have 32-bit almost fully worked out uh, but they still don't have 64-bit at least as far as I was aware so if Apple can somehow get that running on an ARM chip that would be actually very good for not just Apple but also for the industry as it could provide a very good way to move forward now our third and our final story today is Amazon ending support for the Dash 1 barcode scanner. So for those of you that don't know, it lets users scan barcodes to add them to an Alexa shopping list. However, it's ending support for the Dash 1 and it will no longer be supported from July 21st. Shoppers can still use other Alexa enabled devices to add items to a shopping list and it was released in but this device, the Dash 1, will no longer be supported. Now, in 2017, the Wi-Fi enabled Dash 1 was a few inches long and made out of white and black plastic. An update to Amazon's original Dash devices. In a 2017 product review, Verge editor Nile Patel said the Dash 1 was a fun toy and it certainly makes adding things to Amazon car easier. And they actually gave them away to Prime members almost for free. Uh, they didn't do much else with one. They also killed the physical Dash buttons last year. Now, to suppose of the Dash 1 net, Amazon does have a recycling program. So, if you have one, you can re deregister it from your account under the Manage Content and Devices section and then give it to their recycling program. <coughs> okay, so I have a few things. So, firstly, it's It's a 2017 product, so end of life would be nearing. I'm not too surprised by that. And if they gave away, they gave them away practically free as well, which again shows off a sign that then like we didn't really think much about them. And they haven't really done anything worth one. But the fact that they have a recycling program is definitely good, and it allows people to kind of get rid of it without, you know, being as wasteful and didn't let Amazon take care of it, it's definitely good for the environment. We did also kill the physical dash button last year. Now I didn't use the dash buttons last, the uh, dash buttons or the dash ones, but I'll quickly pop onto the dash button. So 
Oh, I see. So, basically, it seems to be that you would press. Yeah, so you had a button and you could press it to order. You could order one for five like, buttons for a specific product. So say you need a paper towels, you'd just be able to press a button and it would order it for you and you'd just reorder it whenever you needed. It's quite handy. It sounds quite handy, but also they shifted the strategy, they've moved ordering products over to Alexa, which has now replaced the dash buttons as universal. So, you know, it's definitely good to have it sounded like these were quite practical as you can just press it. But if Alexa can handle the same functionality without you having to order different ones for every single thing that you wanted, then I said definitely worth letting the Alexa take over from all of this. So yeah, those are today's three top stories. Our final kind of thing for today is that WWDC will be coming tomorrow. Now if this does come now if at WWDC Apple does announce the ARM based Max I think I'm predicting either one or two things will happen uh, they'll announce that all your apps on your current iMacs will be automatically supported and developers won't have to do anything for them that's option A and release like the option or oh no sorry option 2 so there's actually three options if you think about it Apple says, no, two options, or Apple says that developers, yeah, no, let go three options, or Apple says that developers will have to recode their uh, apps from scratch. If that happens and they only give to autumn of this year for developers to re completely redesign their apps, I wouldn't expect to be seeing many of your Adobe Suite apps on these, like unless Adobe are that desperate for their Mac customers to come back to them because they think all the, it, like if Apple announced all Macs are going this way, you're going to have to do this, then developers will probably support it at some point. I just wouldn't be expecting it to happen within six months unless they already know about it. But anyway, if this does happen, I'm certainly looking forward to what it could bring, especially just in general. And it could be quite fun to see what's going to happen. So I will do a special episode tomorrow tomorrow on WWDC. And in that episode, I will also do an episode on, if there is anything else, I'll include it at the end of WWDC episode. Because today, during the weekly roundup, it's now 11 o'clock at night. So, yeah, I'm... Yeah, it's a late, it's definitely a late day to me after I've had to do a weekly roundup. So I might look at changing my scheduling times or something for next week. But anyway, as for today's episode, I hope you've enjoyed Visit the Downtown Digital World and I will see you in the WWTC special. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, I should say. <laughs>